0: yeah, yeah. Uh, uh. Hey, yo, man, it's your time.
1: what's up everybody welcome to the phil and leroy judgmental podcast i'm leroy no Philip today so we have someone filling in the spot here's jay what's going on jay
2: nothing much same old same
1: you know, uh we it's been a while since we last uh heard from you. Oh yeah, that's right. You on our musical stuff. <laughs> <laughs> music man, yeah. Yeah, I got a uh your brother said we was a bunch of music nerds by the way. And and my sister and and my sister said why was it so long?
2: Which one the uh Marquis joint?
1: Yes. Nobody but, likes
2: Marquis, huh? Nobody. Well <laughs> After his, like, first album,
1: that's it. Right. <laughs> uh, other than Just a Friend. Yeah. The only thing I know from him is Just a Friend. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, see, she fella realized that if she had the full premium, um, Spotify, those, those episodes we do are longer the same way, too. Because, oh. you know, we're talking, if you had the full song and us talking, it will yeah. be around two hours.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not used to that. That's what it is. Because yeah. I, I got the full thing, so I'm used
1: to it. So, we're going to get to it. We're going to go down to your yeah, yeah part of town, Wilmington, North Carolina. The uh, New Hanover County Sheriff. Do you know what New Hanover County is?
2: That's where Wilmington is.
1: Okay. The New, Her- New Hanover County Sheriff's Office is investigating a double homicide at the home of George Taylor III. Chief Operations Officer of True Colors Brewing. True is T R U, like the No Limit Days. <laughs> a company in which Molson Coors has a minority share. Uh, you know Coors Light, and you know Coors. Mm-hmm. That that place. Well, here's the report
3: on a double homicide in our community. A newly released nine one one call sheds some light on the aftermath of a shooting that took place early Saturday morning. Tyson and Brianna Williams were shot and killed inside a home on Providence Road, that's off of Middlesound Loop Road. Another woman was also shot. She was taken to the hospital. That injured woman was able to call 911. She tells the dispatcher she was shot in the arm and shoulder. The dispatcher helps the victim treat her injuries until paramedics can get there. The caller says everyone was asleep when the shooting took place. A dispatch record shows a door near the garage and the back gate were both open. The sheriff's office has not released information on a possible suspect or motive just yet. Now, property records indicate the home is owned by George Taylor III the chief operating officer at True Colors Brewing Company that you see here. The brewery says it employs active gang members in an effort to reduce gun violence. Deputies say Tyson was a validated gang member. In a 2018 interview with WECT, Tyson, on the left, admitted he was a member of the Gangster Disciples. Now We will continue to follow any...
1: Yeah, okay. Y'all got gangster disciples. That's why I'm and, like, yo, we got GDs. <laughs> did this happened. Yes. Gangster disciples of North Carolina. Who would yeah. have authority? <laughs> well, that's the first video. The second video is with the family of both of the victims uh, talking about more getting more into the case because they're, well, you'll hear from the uh, next report.
4: Belonging to an executive of True Colors Brewing Company. Founders formed that company as a way to bring gang members together and reduce gun violence.
3: But some say it is doing just the opposite. Tonight we have team coverage as we are hearing from family members of both victims for the first time.
0: Because you're doing nothing but harming my community somewhere that you don't live.
3: That's the family of Brianna Williams, one of two people killed in a home connected to True Colors Brewery. Tonight, they blame the company's owner for her death.
4: Now, while True Colors CEO George Taylor may not have pulled the trigger, the family says he helped set the stage for a situation that claimed Brianna's life. WECT's Ann McAdams sat down with the family today. So, Ann, why do they feel that way?
5: John, I think the entire concept for the brewery is a bad idea. They believe bringing in active gang members from rival gangs to run the brewery is increasing gang violence, not helping put an end to it as intended.
0: It's just a pain that in your gut that you, I think, will never, I know I will never get over.
5: Adrian Dixon and Elton Williams are still making arrangements to bury their child. The youngest of three children in their tight knit family, they say Brianna Williams was a beautiful, happy person who was quick to help others. At the time of her death, she was visiting a friend who was dating an employee of True Colors Brewery. But Brianna's family was very clear she had nothing to do with True Colors. In fact, they blamed the brewery owner, George Taylor, for her death.
0: I think, I feel that he's just not responsible for pulling the trigger or killing the, um, her and him but i feel that his program what he saying was supposed to help
1: no he is responsible ma'am because something ain't right but we'll get more into that after after this
5: hurt from the time true colors came to be the dixon williams family has questioned the concept and the wisdom of a brewery staffed by active gang members in rival gangs
0: yeah no. You take a lot of young kids from different areas of town, different gangs, different sets, knowing they don't they like each other. other, and put them in one building, and you're paying them, and you want them to stay in the game while working. That you can't live two lives like that; mm-hmm. one has to go.
5: The family believes that despite all the fanfare,
0: so you
1: can you can be an active gang member and still have a job. So, do you do if you have a full-time job? Do you still got time to gang bang?
3: Ask me, I ain't
2: no
1: gang banger. <laughs>
5: <laughs> they surrounding True Colors Brewery and their mission to decrease gang violence. The opposite has happened since the brewery launched.
0: You're doing nothing but harming my community somewhere that you don't live. Mm-hmm.
5: Taylor has so far declined WECT's interview requests about the latest violent incident connected to his brewery. But he did write an open letter to the community, which also rubbed Brianna's family the wrong way.
0: Not to say anything about my daughter, or I didn't know her, but you're going to continue to say something else about this young man. It was not, it didn't look, it wasn't a good look to me. And then you would think he would like get in touch with us. And I'm very sorry for your loss, but, <laughs> you know, we haven't heard nothing.
5: They were upset that George Taylor did not reach out to them before writing that open letter to the community. They say he did send them an email last night apologizing, but at this point, they are no longer sure that they want to talk to him. John, the family is planning a balloon release for Brianna Saturday at 7. They also expressed.
1: Okay, well, like I said, the story gets more interesting. This is the second shooting at a property owned by George Taylor III. Both involve Cordis Robert Tyson, the young man that was killed in, in the house. In November 2019, a shooting on Red Cross Street, injured a 19-year-old. A home at 617 Red Cross Street, also struck by gunfire. At the time, the home was owned by George Taylor, the founder of True Color. Tyson was arrested on the scene and charged with possession of a firearm by a felon, a local ordinance violation, and going armed to the terror of the people. Now, this guy, he already got in trouble with, with a, a shooting in one of your houses. He has a gun. He's a felon. Why is he still working there? I think it's more to the story because it, it gets worse. Phil, um, It gets worse, Jay. Here we go. go ahead. George Tiller was a successful entrepreneur before starting True Colors Brewery in 2017. They have yet to start selling beer. But they have received extensive national publicity and continue to take on investors, including most cores, what I just mentioned. So this this company ain't sold a bear, ain't generated a damn dollar since 2017. What type of business is that? And he's a successful entrepreneur. Them dudes was up to something with, with him. And while he got these gang members in his house like that. Is more to the story. He's the 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 uh, drug runner or something.
2: They don't make a drop of sense, and it's like the dude ain't even from there. Like the woman said, he's not from there. Well, I already told you how how divided Wilmington is. Right. I mean, not to put color out there, but he's a white dude, and he's hanging around all these gangbangers and stuff like that. White folk don't go to that part of the neighborhood anyway. At least mm. when I was there, like like you said a long time ago, them train tracks they divide everything up.
1: Yeah. So he ain't and, doing nothing
2: but making money off people.
1: Yeah. Any any type of neighborhood, there's either a train track or a hill that you don't cross. <laughs> exactly. Don't cross that hill. Don't cross that train tracks. One or the other. <laughs>
2: exactly. I mean, you can't trust somebody to even make this sort
1: of program if
2: if they're not even from your neighborhood. True. So like I don't. I don't
1: get it. I mean And where did it. the
2: GDs come? I'm still stuck on the GD
1: thing, man. I I don't know. What, <laughs> do you just do you just wake up one day and say, "Well, fuck it, I'm just gonna be a GD"? Cause you ain't grow up. I mean, they kind of young, so maybe they did grow up as GDs. But no, because if it was GDs back then, you would know know something about it or heard you know about how, it. Yeah, you know how it is, though. You know, people move around in jails and stuff. You know,
2: gangs form so, but yeah, right. the whole traditional concept of being in a gang, just like it's 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 just like it's Crips and Bloods everywhere,
0: mm-hmm. it don't
2: make sense because somebody got killed over in California and like they got their beef over there, but yet it spread all the way over here,
0: right? You know,
2: the whole thing don't make sense,
1: just anyway, just, how, just how like the Bloods talk about Pyroo,
2: yeah, yeah, you, yeah you, 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 you're from you, you, Georgia. And you
1: talking about on <laughs> Peru, <laughs> <What the laughs> that, Exactly. I ain't never step foot out your neighborhood, much less Pyro in, in uh LA. <laughs> it's confusing to me, but back to this story. looks like you said, it don't make
2: any sense. The dude is running a front for something. Right. <laughs>
1: He's making money off of it. Right. The put pl- the place, the the, the business ain't, ain't made a dollar it's off not of a, a business. <laughs> it ain't it's- a business. Opened in 2017, that's three, four years ago in terms of you know the months or whatever. Three, four years ago, they still haven't generated a profit, but yet he he's um quote unquote employing these gangbangers. I want to know how
2: like if he is employing them, how much money do they make? How much money is he paying them? Exactly. Like it's everything is this there's nothing right about that at all.
1: No. And and anyway, if he was doing like um if he was doing you know a service and you know helping the, helping the young men out and stuff there's type of organizations that do stuff like this but those guys are aren't current gang members
2: mm-hmm.
1: they're like past gang members you know went to jail trying to change their life around you know exactly. stuff like that so i don't understand how you have these these uh current gang members in your business like this i, I don't i don't yeah. get it and then active it, it, and it, enemies and stuff Exactly. So these are rival gangs. Isn't it a liability if that guy come in and want to shoot shoot the uh, other guy because he's mad at something that happened after work or, or something like that? And exactly. what about And what about if they're in lunch and lunch or something and they get to talking and, and they want to start arguing and they're going to do stuff on GD and all that type of mm-hmm. stuff? It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it's definitely a front. So uh, we stand down in the south, Kendall Lakes, Florida, a suburb outside of Miami. Hold on, you got to go
2: from North Carolina to Florida
1: because you please. always
2: got Florida in the neighborhood. Yeah, it's always a Florida
1: <laughs> story, right? Uh, here's a man who fought uh attempted robbery, but he ends up being arrested. And boy, you got to look at this one. Here's the report.
6: A video just released of an ATM ambush that started as a
7: case of self-defense, but then took an unexpected turn. That ambush led I, to a deadly shooting. The robbery victim ended up behind bars. Local you were saying something? I said he got him. He pulled
1: it mm-hmm. out and he got the dude. All right, but, but here, here, it, it gets worse than this. Hold on.
5: So Bella is live to show us why. Hatzel.
4: So Nicole, the video you're about my to my main see- name
1: is Hatzel, too. Is that a Spanish name or, or Hetzel? Yeah,
2: I never heard that name. I mean, I'm not too familiar with the Spanish community, so I don't want to say nothing.
4: He shows a 25-year-old man who was the victim of a crime, but somewhere along the line, something changes, and he becomes the one arrested. It's Saturday, February 13th, 822 PM. The pickup truck pulls up at the bb and bank ATM on Southwest 88th Street and 137th Avenue. The man inside the car we now know is Christopher Luis. Initially a victim of a crime. The video is hard to watch. Three armed men approach 25 year old Luis, so Luis defends himself, starts shooting at one approaching the driver's side. Documents show the other two kept shooting at Luis. Seconds later, he gets out of the truck, takes the gun from the man he shot, who's on the ground, then takes off he was within to stand his ground and use deadly force against the people who were trying to rob him but what happens next is what changes things four minutes later investigators say Luis comes back to the drive-thru and fires the gun he had taken from the robbery suspect more than 10 times the arrest warrant says while Luis is shooting he's on the phone reporting he's being shot at (laughs) people have to realize that Understand your I right guess hand. I guess he
1: didn't realize that it was Cameron's day. That's
4: what I'm saying. You're at a bank. Right. You have to be under a threat of force to use that same amount of force. My name is
0: Mikey Clark.
4: Mikey told... Clark, only sixteen years old, was the one killed. Police say eighteen year old D'Angelo Davis and nineteen year old Stanley Al Clark were the other two men involved in the robbery. So Luis is being charged with aggravated battery with a firearm. His next court date is August 12th. Reporting live from Southwest Miami-Dade, I'm Hatsavala, local 10. All
1: right, now the second report is he wants to talk about this staying your ground because he was standing his ground. He was standing while he he was shooting at the guy that was already dead laying in the street. Four minutes later, by the way.
2: Four minutes later. (laughs)
6: Thank you. Caught on camera turning the tables, the victim of an attempted robbery now facing charges of his own. That incident ended with the death of a teen who was among the group of suspected robbers.
8: And Local 10's Annalise Garcia is live. She's in Southwest Miami-Dade with more details on why the situation is presenting really just a gray area when it comes to that stand your
0: ground law.
1: very my ass. <laughs>
8: Well, Christy Janice, the surveillance videos you're about to see show this man defending himself from three armed robbers in February. And now a few months later, he's finding himself facing charges. We spoke to an attorney who clarifies the moment in this incident that changed everything. February 13th, 8 p.m. It was all caught on camera. You see the white truck pulling up to the ATM at BB&T Bank in Kendall Lakes. The camera on the ATM captures the face of the man behind the wheel, Christopher Luis. Initially the victim in this case, he was wearing a black and white shirt that said gun club. Three armed men approached 25-year-old Luis from behind his truck. He saw the robber's reflection on his rearview mirrors and his gun was within reach. He quickly defends himself and opens fire, hitting one of the suspects, approaching the driver's side door. The other two gunmen keep shooting at Luis. That's when he steps out of the vehicle and takes the gun from the man shot on the ground and then took off.
4: He was within his right to stand his ground and use deadly force against the people who were trying to rob him.
8: About four minutes later, Luis then returned to the ATM and he fired the gun that he took from the robbery suspect. State prosecutors say this moment changes things.
4: Understand your ground. You have to be under a threat of force to use that same amount of force back at the people who are threatening
8: you luis shot the suspect more than 10 times
0: my name is mikey clark
8: 16 year old nimike clark detective said was the suspect shot and killed by luis officers found the team dead and released a flyer for help on the fatal shooting clark had just been reunited with his mother after spending two years in a juvenile corrections facility months later police released these surveillance videos 18-year-old D'Angelo Davis and 19-year-old Stanley Al Clark, the other two suspects involved in the armed robbery. Now, all suspects who came at Clark during that armed robbery, I'm sorry, are at Luis, are facing multiple charges, including second-degree murder. As for Luis, he is actually only facing an aggravated battery charge with a firearm, and that's because the medical examiner found that those initial bullets, those initial initial shots, are what killed Clark.
1: Bullshit. No, no, exactly. Nah, he lit you up. He lit <laughs> you exactly. the hell up
0: when
1: he, he came back.
2: He
8: drove. From... He drove.
1: He drove away. Now, did he leave the bank uh, facility or was he in the parking lot? What are he talking about? Did he leave the? the pool? Four minutes later, when he when the guy came back four minutes later, did he leave the bank par- Leave the bank. Facility My guess is around? I thought he left the facility, then came back. Drove around and shot the kid ten times with his the gun that the kid had. And they're gonna talk about some the the bull, the bullets that he initially. <laughs> what the hell? What nah, kind of bro. logic is that? There ain't no logic at all. He lit dude up, man. Exactly, exactly. It, what in the hell was going on in his mind? That guy should be locked up just like the that, other guys that tried to rob him. That's what I'm saying. That's some. All right, look. If I
2: got robbed and I stood my ground and I shot, I'd be like, I'd be kind of freaked out, and then I go somewhere far from there, then call and be like, "Yo, this happened to me."
1: That's summary. Wow. The dude four minutes? Exactly. Four like minutes. You said, what was he thinking? And then he's on the phone with the cops telling that they got the kid is shooting me. at him. No, he just he wanted them gun nuts. Well, it is the South. He's one of them gun nuts and he was just so ready to, to, to shoot somebody. That's why, like how we always say, you gotta really be careful what you do and say around people, because there's people like that. They
2: They're all just ready in the guns.
1: Right, they're all in the guns, they're all in the weapons And they just can't wait to get in some shit So where they can shoot somebody and get away with it That guy is actually going to get away with Doing something like that
2: And by the way, this is all on camera Right All of it is on camera, they even do a close up of when he has The gun, when he's shooting back at everyone You can see it when he first shoots the kid And then when he comes back, that's why I said He lit him up, you can see the gun jump As he's shooting the, the Kid on the ground
1: so, Right Mhm. Ah. <laughs> yeah, that guy should a battery, a battery charge Dang, he, He's probably even going to get away with that Or probation because they're going to say Well, the kid was already dead anyway mm-hmm. So now, can he get charged With abusing a corpse? He should Because that, abuse <laughs> Now, can you go to jail For abusing a corpse? Or probation? or? I
2: know nothing about law, but it, it should be I mean, I would think so. All right. but yeah. What are you thinking? Four minutes. Four minutes in that time. As soon as he, as soon as he let it off, he's like, "Nah, I gotta go back. I ain't done yet."
1: Exactly. Wait <laughs> yeah. a minute. Let me go. Let me go and see if he did. Mm-hmm. Oh, he did now. <laughs> well, all right. Now we're done with the South. Now, now we're coming back up here. We going to the shore, Avalon, New Jersey where police captain says his quote unquote hands are tied when dealing with teens have fun with this one walk to the beaches there is growing frustration over rowdy teenagers behaving badly at
2: the jersey shore well now homeowners and visitors are calling on police and local leaders to take action action news reporter jacqueline lee live in avalon tonight with
6: reaction jacqueline
7: Rick, you know, it was so bad that the uh, Avalon mayor actually passed an executive order shutting down the boardwalk and the beaches at night to prevent all of those uh, juveniles from gathering and officials say it helped a little bit, but they still have some issues officials and residents are sounding the alarm stating the jersey shore is now suffering the consequences of two state directives aimed at reforming the juvenile criminal justice system
9: it's annoying in that they the
4: teenagers litter they leave beer cans
8: we've had private property damaged we've had things stolen from people's garages.
7: Since Memorial Day, Avalon police have issued about 1300 curbside warnings to juveniles breaking the rules. <laughs> Avalon police captain John Roscoe explained this comes after the state attorney general issued a directive to keep juveniles out of the system. Officers can't detain them. In fact, there's very little they can do to discipline anyone under 21.
8: If we see them doing something wrong, we say, hey, get out of here uh and then we <laughs> sort the of cop sort of cop if he
1: sees some juveniles drinking or 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 doing something illegal the only thing he can say is stop and get out of here and-
3: <laughs>
1: if if only I, we could be so lucky <laughs> don't take names parents aren't notified
5: it's been a little oh
1: yeah that's and another thing they can't write them up or anything so uh, he just got to let them go cuz you can't tell their parents you can't do anything
8: trying for us to be able to handle juveniles our our hands are tied
7: officers also can't question or detain people under 21 who are suspected of drinking or under the influence of marijuana this is a result of voters choosing to decriminalize both back in november 2020.
4: it's hard enough for the police to do their job i
1: mean you know you got to stand behind them north wildwood decriminalize decriminalize underage underage drinking
2: See, I, I don't know what that's about. The only thing I know is them decriminalizing marijuana. I don't know nothing about, like, all this other stuff they're talking.
1: Y- yeah, but that's for adults.
2: But, exactly. So- that's what I'm saying. I don't understand what all this other stuff is about. This is This is confusing me.
7: Mayor took to social media last week writing a lengthy post explaining the repercussions of the state's new law. North Wildwood had a total of eight assaults involving juveniles since Memorial Day weekend and he said, quote, the state has basically created a new category of super citizen in New Jersey who are basically immune from efforts by the police to enforce certain laws.
1: Hardy har, very
8: funny
7: <laughs> laws in New Jersey.
8: That's all we can do is warn them. It also limited our ability to investigate these crimes. And I yeah, just. So they can do what they want, huh? That must yep. be nice. Yep.
7: Issued more than 10,000 of these warnings uh, since the beginning of the summer. Now, we reached out to the Attorney General's office. They say that their directive prevents the unnecessary prosecution of juveniles, and they say nothing in that directive prevents law enforcement from taking appropriate action when necessary. We are live in Avalon, Jacqueline Lay, Channel 6. All
1: right, now, North Wildwood had a total of eight assaults involving juveniles since Memorial Day weekend. The state basically created a new category of super citizens in New Jersey who are basically immune from efforts by the police to enforce certain laws in New Jersey. I've never heard no type of shit like that before. I've never. That's what I'm
2: saying. (laughs) Teenagers can do whatever they want,
1: huh? Right. And, okay, like, like we talked about. Okay, I understand the decriminalization of marijuana. That's mm-hmm. adults. Mm-hmm. So a little sixteen-year-old can be outside smoking weed, and a cop see him and can't do nothing. Can't even like write your name down or call your parents or none of that shit.
2: That's what I'm saying. Like the least you would do is is get their information and call the parents. That's right.
1: the least. That's the least you would do. But,
4: so, I mean,
1: so it's so bad with these drunken, uh, high-dub juveniles that they shut down the boardwalk. <laughs> At nighttime, <laughs> and like I said, if only we could all be so lucky. I know. <laughs> I never
2: heard anything like this before. Right. This is the best summer they. This is the best summer they. They probably ever had.
1: Exactly. They just had. Exactly. I. I still want to know where's this law where you decriminalize alcohol, underage drinking, and underage drug usage. Where's this? Where's this law at? Written down. So they could just walk down. They could walk on a boardwalk, smoke weed, and got a beer in the other hand. They don't even need the club. (laughs) Nope. Exactly. The the boardwalk was a club. That's why they shut it down at nighttime. (laughs) So we talked about on episode 64 about women with the NFL players, uh, Dwayne Haskins and Richard Sherman, how they fuck up the bag so now we got the wife of nhl left wing for the san jose sharks evander kane doing the same damn thing here's the report
4: nhl star evander kane the san jose sharks forward speaking out after his estranged wife accused him of tanking games to pay off gambling debts eva pilgrim has the story good morning
0: eva
10: good morning george these are some serious allegations with possible serious consequences for kane he has come out adamantly denying them but this morning the nhl is starting its process to investigate the claims. This morning, the National Hockey League investigating claims from San Jose Sharks forward Evander Kane's wife that he was betting and throwing his own games to pay off gambling debts. Anna Kane making the allegations on her Instagram stories. How does the NHL let a compulsive gambling addict still play when he's obviously throwing games to win money? Adding, can someone ask Commissioner Gary Bettman how they let a player bet and win with bookies on his own? Oh, I'd
1: be so heated if my wife did Mm -hmm. something like this. Well, they're supposed to be getting a divorce, but that ain't the point.
6: Games. These are very serious allegations. The NHL is extremely clear.
1: Exactly. You don't throw no shit out there like Mm -hmm. that just because you mad.
6: Collective bargaining agreement. Players are not allowed to make any bets on NHL games. And again, betting and influencing the own game throwing the own game is something that the NHL absolutely doesn't want.
10: The hockey star firing back saying the two are in the midst of getting a divorce responding to the allegations tweeting I have never gambled bet on hockey, never gambled bet on a Sharks game, never gambled bet on any it. of my games and No,
1: cuz it's already out there. Well, it's yeah. more to the is more to the story too. We'll get into it.
10: Never thrown a hockey game. I look forward to cooperating fully with the league's investigation, having my name cleared, and looking forward to this upcoming season. The NHL saying the integrity of our game is paramount, and the league takes these allegations very seriously. The Sharks releasing a statement supporting a full and transparent investigation.
6: The punishments are very severe. They can range from the cancellation of a player's contract to indefinite suspension.
10: One of the league's top scores, the hockey star, is three seasons into a $49 million seven-year contract, but still has a history of money troubles. In January, he filed for bankruptcy, claiming to be $26 million in debt. Ugh. In 2019, a Las Vegas casino sued Kane, alleging he failed to repay a $500,000 gambling bet. The casino reportedly later dropping the lawsuit. And we have been told that the NHL hopes to have this investigation completed before the start of training camp, which is in September
1: so yes he's he's having money troubles and he's a compulsive gambler so like look how can i trust you well here's another uh report where he's denying the charges again it's the same uh
4: an nhl player is denying accusations that he has gambled on his own games the wife of san jose sharks evander kane made the accusations against him on instagram yesterday and Arthi Pohl is tracking all of this story for us. There are a lot of aspects to understand in this story. Arthi, what are you hearing?
6: Well, John, hasn't this story spiled really quickly? And we do have now a response from Evander Kane himself after those allegations came out from his wife. Essentially, the accusation, as you mentioned here, is that he was betting uh, on the San Jose Sharks themselves and he was uh, betting against them. And then he was efforting to try to lose those games in order to profit on those bets. So that's the the allegation. Part of the allegation also suggested that uh he was spending lavishly outside from his family and that it forced his family into a situation where uh his wife said she couldn't even afford formula for his child. So here is the statement Oh, from-
1: here we go with that shit. So he gambles so much that he can't afford his uh <laughs> his his children food and he's oh. an NHL he's an NHL hockey player. I was gonna say what does she do? nothing exactly. <laughs> kane homemaker i'm sorry she's a homemaker oh.
6: <laughs> really addressing those um allegations that were made he said that even against the advice of his legal team he felt strongly to come forward and to address the allegations that were put forward by his wife Uh, he said that he has never gambled or bet on hockey never gambled or bet on a sharks game never gambled or bet on any of my games and never thrown a hockey game so that's what we heard from evander came Kane, in addition to that, he talked about the family situation, saying that he loves his daughter and I'll always take care of my daughter, saying that he's been trying to de-escalate a divorce situation and that he hopes this is the last time I will be publicly addressing any further misrepresentations of me as a father. Now let's quickly bring up those allegations that we saw surface yesterday from Evander Kane's wife, her essentially saying there that uh, how does the NHL let a compulsive gambling addict still play when he's obviously throwing games <laughs> to win money? Maybe right, someone needs to address this and then re-
1: go ahead. How are you going to be married to a compulsive gambler and have kids by him? Exactly. That's true because it ain't like he uh uh Decided in, in February Let's just say they've been married for three years So in February 2019 He said hey look I want to start becoming A compulsive gambler <laughs> and, th- and throwing his buddy away that's true
2: She knew I mean maybe she didn't know how Bad it was but she knew bro Like come mm-hmm. on man And then going through- See I hate this man don't get Don't get divorced and then start talking trash about Who you're with right that's corny man.
1: That's it, real it, corny ex- Especially when it's children involved well a yeah. child Involved yeah
6: really calling on the nhl commissioner to investigate so that is uh, what we're seeing right now we know with Vander kane that he had filed for bank- bankruptcy uh you know there is public knowledge about a financial issue and a gambling issue there as well but all of these details are quite new john
4: yeah you can be willing to bet there's people looking at every game that he's ever played to see if there's any indication he might have thrown the game oh
1: shit. So anything he do wrong or cause a penalty or something, they're going to say, hey, maybe he did that on purpose.
4: Certainly a real concern for the NHL. What are they saying about all of
3: this?
6: Yeah, and we know the team too was saying that they're going to leave this with the NHL and the NHL has said that they will be launching an investigation and they do want to take a look at these allegations that were made by his wife. Let's quickly pull up what it is that the NHL said here. Uh, We know that they went on to say that the integrity of our game is paramount and the league takes these allegations very seriously. We know that there will be an investigation into this and just a little bit more about Evander Kane and where he's at right now. We know he plays for the San Jose Sharks uh, We know that he's in the middle Of a seven-year contract Worth 49 million dollars He's three seasons into that uh, And it's estimated That he's made about 56 million dollars During his NHL career So far A lot to look at And we should note that In Evander Kane's statement Addressing all of these allegations He did say that he would cooperate With an investigation To John
1: Okay, like the Article said that Kane filed for chapter 11, Chapter 7, bankruptcy. As part of his legal filings, he claimed to have lost $1.5 million on gambling at Casino via Bookie over a 12-month span leading up to his bankruptcy petition. According to Cap Friendly, Kane has lifetime earnings in the NHL of just under $56 million, as the lady just said. He's three years into a $49 million contract with the San Jose Sharks that has a $26 million remaining on it. A one-time teammate of Kane was surprised to read other accusations, telling ESPN that while Kane's wagering on football and basketball were well known, I've never heard him say he bet on hockey. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Several of Vander's Kane's teammates don't want him, don't want the Sharks ringer to return to the team next season. Sources tell the Atlantic, "Oh boy, I'm so shocked." <laughs> the team was trying to trade Kane earlier this summer, a source said. Because the team already knew this shit was coming, probably. A source said confirming a report from the Daily Faceoff, a big part of the reason for the team to pursue a deal was Kane's strained relationship with many of his teammates, according to several sources. All oh, shit. According to one source, the re- frustration with Kane stems from a general disrespect of team rules, such as being late for practices and games. And zero consequence came, which caused a ripple effect with the other younger guys. Added to source, according to another source, it wasn't easy dealing with him this season. <laughs> Damn. So he, the team, the teammates hate him. It's this—you got this gambling thing where you bet on games. San Jose Sharks is going to buy him out. Yep. And he'll never be probably playing in the NHL again. That's what I was going to say. How How can I trust you if you're on my mm-hmm. team? How can I trust you? if this is in the atmosphere and number one ladies never fuck up the bag like this now the guy got 26 <laughs> the guy got 26 million dollars left on the table and you just fucked up the bag and you have a kid together so do you actually think he's going to get a job where he's going to make what six or seven million dollars a year like this what kind was, of job is that
2: he was too emotional man
1: exactly he was way too emotional you got to put your emotions aside and think about the big picture. OK, yeah, he probably cheated on all that stuff. But we got this kid and this kid has a chance to go to the be- get the best education, get the best uh, nannies or housekeepers or whatever. We can be in the best homes. And you want to fuck it up just because you mad. you never throw anything. First of all, number one is it's also his fault, too, because why? Why does she know anything about him betting like this? Why he had you had nothing else to do. <laughs> why are you telling your wife that you bet on games and all that stuff? No, you don't tell her anything <laughs> like that. Like, keep that to yourself.
2: I don't know. Maybe he had it to where, like, she... Because, I mean, he was probably sloppy with his money, though. Like, she probably noticed that this money was disappearing, and she confronted him, you know, about it. About, you know.
1: And and he said, like, oh, yeah, because I bet it on games?
2: I, mean, I don't know. I'm pretty sure he didn't say it like that. <laughs> she she got she got wind of him because she ain't got nothing else better to do. She ain't got no job. That's right. another thing too, bro. Look, man, if you, I mean, I I I, I know what the the popular opinion is, is is that if if you if you're a breadwinner, your your wife doesn't have to do anything. But I mean, at the same time, man, she she's got to have skills at something. She mm. got to be smart. She got to do something,
1: man. Yeah. Well, she's gonna have to put them skills now because she's gonna need a damn job because he yeah. ain't gonna have one. Exactly. She messed everything up. Right. And he already told him and she, she's so dumb. He already his money problems has already already been in the air. He filled, filed for bankruptcy. So mm-hmm. now you you now he's gonna be out of a job. So where's the money gonna come from? I, I mean, know. can can he coach kids maybe? But if if he's coaching kids, how can I even trust him <laughs> doing that?
2: He made he's done with sports. Exactly he's, he's done Like I don't know Maybe she Maybe she comes from A rich family or something for you I mean like if, to, For you to not care And then put everything On the line like that Like that's your main Source of income And you're gonna Cut everything off Maybe she just comes From a rich family Or something That's my only Explanation for that Because how could you Be so stupid Exactly
1: It doesn't make Any sense at no. all Never Never fuck up the bag Never Let Let him do him yeah. Let him, mm-hmm. y'all get divorced. That's fine, but you have to think about. I, okay, I know you' upset, and he's probably cheating on her, and she's mad and all that shit. But you have to think about. I got this kid, and this mm-hmm. kid need to be taken care of. And how can how he how can he take care of the kid if number one he already got money problems, and number two he, he's not gonna have a job. Cause I, mean, I can't, I can't see him being. Well, he's definitely not going to be on the San Jose Sharks because the team don't, the teammates can't trust him. Mm-hmm. He already messing up in the locker room and everything. I mean,
2: my thing is the whole means of. I mean, I'm not, I'm not putting women down or nothing
1: like that. But
2: a lot of times, a lot of times, you know, women will get with a pro, pro player for money, straight up. Right. Money is the main goal. That's the main thing that they see. That's what their tunnel vision is set on most of the time. Right, so where was her
1: mind at exactly? <sighs> so, while we talking about sports, let's give a shout out to Simone Biles for opening up about her mental health problems. Here, she took damn near all Olympics off and still got the bronze medal and the balance beam, right. Yeah, the balance beam. So yeah. shout out to her. Health is wealth. And I, I, one thing I can say about these young people, I like how they talk about, you know, the mental health problems and all mm-hmm. that shit, because we supposed, especially when it comes to black people, we supposed to be strong and and you can't cry and you can't feel down and all that stuff. But they saying like, hey, look, I got a problem. And supposedly, supposedly, I don't know if this is true or not, but supposedly she has a. Attention deficit disorder, and she was taking Adderall, uh, and uh, they wasn't—they wouldn't allow her to take. And I guess it's a, a, a Japanese thing; they don't use Adderall as medication. So I think that's what all triggered all that the stuff that was going on. That's what they said on uh, Joe Rogan that she I had. Uh, she was on Adderall, and uh, is it Adderall or Ritalin? It's even one of the two. Adderall, Adderall. or Ritalin. I guess is
2: Adderall probably. That's that's the more well known And
1: thing they don't take. they don't allow that to be taken in Japan, so she couldn't take it. So that's why, you know, she was having all these uh problems. Well then they said too that
2: like her a family member died while she was over there too.
1: No, I didn't hear that.
2: Yeah, they said uh I forgot how close the family member was, but while she was at the Olympics, yeah, a family member passed away also.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh so, uh, no, I
2: ain't hear that. that's that's a good point though, like the mental health thing, is yeah,
1: you get sick of that shit. Oh, exactly. you gotta
2: be so strong all the
1: time. They deal yeah. with
2: that, so you gotta deal with that. No, oh don't. oh oh, that's
1: a good, that's a good one. Especially they always come, do that. They did that, so you gotta do it too. No, yeah. I don't. <laughs> especially when it comes from the the uh, uh, our older people. No, yeah. I did it. No, no, it's hard to do. I did it. No, that was wrong. That doesn't mean just because you did something doesn't make it right. That's why
2: you're mentally fucked up now. Exactly. Right? So like don't 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 mess us up.
1: Exactly. So shout out to her and F all them people that was coming down on her too. So look, she still took damn near all, like I said, took all Olympics off and still got a damn bronze medal. So uh shout out to her. Now uh I know you're not in the sports, so UFC 265 was last night, but uh I want to talk about Cheyenne Bob's. Cheyenne has a six and two record. fought on last week's UFC fight night, scored a KO against Gloria DePaula. Um, I know you didn't see it. Well, I'm gonna show you a clip of this this knockout here that she got. Uh,
10: that voice you hear is J.P. is the husband of Cheyenne, also in the UFC. Holy oh,
2: heck! She's
4: good though. Gloria DePaula oh. is so oh. still in this fight, but perhaps no, not no, 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 no. No. Ah. Ah
1: now that that knockout gained her a 500 a $50,000 performance of the night bonus Perform, performance of the night bonus is pretty much a knockout bonus but of course you know we we can't call it that cuz knockout knockout bonus seemed kind of cruel now you know since we all you know about you know concussions and all that stuff so they just call it performance of the night And her post-fight news conference, she said her bank account was negative after she and her husband packed up and moved the Dallas to Las Vegas, and she had taken out some big loans to essentially fund her career to stay afloat for the fight. The big bonus check means she can repay the loans with a little less stress financially ahead of whatever whatever she fights next. Now, here's her talking about it in a press conference. I think sometimes... Because we talk to fighters every week, we, we sometimes forget how much. It- Shout out to her because she surely don't even look like she was in a fight. <laughs>
2: <laughs> a difference that fifty grand can make to your life. How, how what impact is that going to have on you?
9: I am negative in my account right now, so it's going to make a big difference. And my whole paycheck actually is I have to pay back fifteen thousand dollars for a loan I got. From a few people, so, you know, I made ten and ten from my win and my win and show, so that twenty thousand was just gone. So, and I was okay with it. I was okay if I won and that check was gone, because I made the, I made the move out here, and I knew that this fight was just going to be for the move. But it was the best decision me and my husband made for our careers, and just to get that bonus, (laughs) I've been so broke my whole life because of this.
1: Is so damn embarrassing. But let me finish. Not for her. I'm talking about for the uh, UFC. Yeah.
9: The sport, but it's so worth it to me because I love this sport. But to get a $50,000 paycheck, you know, my husband's going to tell me to put it away. I'm definitely going to want to buy some nice stuff. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, like, I like to buy a little bit of things for the house and for my animals. I really like to spoil my family. But, you know, this week yeah. I'm definitely taking my team to go get a nice dinner. So... um, it's going it, to, it's life changing for sure, but I just, you know, got to put the money away and just go out there and fight again.
1: Okay. So now she says she, she got a 10 and 10 contract 10, 10 and 10 means you get 10 grand to show up and 10 grand to win. Okay. So she got 20 grand cause she won the fight. She got the $50,000 bonus. So that makes it 70 grand. So taxes is going to take what? 30 of it. Maybe something like that. Yeah. Okay. So that's 40 left. So now you got to pay the gym and the trainers and all that stuff. And I don't know who's their trainers is and all that. So would that maybe be maybe 10 to 15 grand she got to give them Mm -hmm. and everything. So they only leave her with what? 30 between 30, 30 grand of that money. So she has 30 grand. Now, I don't know. She, she might not fight for the rest of the year. She didn't fight none this year. So she only got 30 grand for the year. So she's still going to be. Because thirty grand ain't really much. When you when you
2: stuff on animals and stuff.
1: Exactly when you talk about buying animals and and buying stuff for the house, you're not going to have anything left. I just thought it was embarrassing, and UFC actually posted on their website like that was like a good thing on a YouTube page, like that was a good thing or whatever. I think it's embarrassing for a company, In 2020 revenue was 980 million dollars, and uh, well you know the majority of sports the athletes and a company shares revenue so uh, uh there is close to 50-50 you know some some uh, organization is like 47 and 53 i think the nfl is 50-50 if i'm not mistaken but uh ufc just pays between 10 to 15% of re- their revenue so they just caking up while wow, this gr- while wow, this girl and people like her got to be negative like, it, there's no, there's no way you should be in the UFC and still gotta work a job. F- first of all, they should automatically give you. If you get signed to a UFC, you should automatically at least get. I say like at least about thirty or forty grand a exactly, year.
2: Exactly. Yeah, that's what I thought. N- no. And that's what I just generally assume.
1: No. Uh. Uh-uh. Nope. You should get thirty for everybody from the top from the top to the bottom. Should get at least a good thirty or forty mm-hmm. grand a year. That, that'll be enough for her training. That'll be for her training to take care of stuff, you know, house stuff or whatever. And she don't have to ask anyone for loans. So And anything else, your you, uh one show money, uh, your bonus if you get that, that's like extra. That's like extra money. You shouldn't be fighting for just 10 and 10 for 20 grand. Now suppose if she didn't get that fight, fight of the night bonus. 20 grand? She still would have been in debt because she, she already said she owed money. I just thought that was just ridiculous, and don't I it's something, it, it's something that need to be said. True, It's something that need to be said. Speaking the thing
2: of is it, too, I, I was just going to say this way, companies like that. I mean, they're just going to assume that people aren't going to look into that sort of stuff anyway, because they're just so blindsided by the entertainment aspect of it.
1: Right. Well, well, James, we got to talk about Dipset versus the Locks versus i kind of saw that one now uh <clears throat> all right now when it was coming on right you know how the dj was playing songs <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and, and which what's, what's the dragon song uh uh through the north south east uh west. world war three right ain't that world war three no see i thought world war II was like oh no no no, drum, no. Yeah, yeah you're
2: right i got them too confused um yeah the beat is in my head i forget the name of it though <sighs>
1: and and, all right they was they was playing that and i'm seeing all people walking around i'm like oh shit let's get this shit started i woke up to a black screen (laughs) (laughs) i fell asleep throughout the whole thing (laughs) well i it on youtube thanks whoever posted on youtube that was a fantastic versus and it's probably one of the best up there do you agree with it
2: uh yeah the live element Live element was cool, right? Like I, I I wasn't sure about it at first, man. But when they brought out uh Michael Buffer, yeah,
1: I was like, Oh, okay,
2: this 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 actually might be, you know, something, but
1: and, and it, he he had that look like, damn, I I gotta get the fuck up out of here. Yeah, he here. did. You know, he did <laughs> after like five minutes after he was done, man. <laughs> like they blowing weed in my face, oh nigga this and nigga, and then they got on say, like, yeah, nigga,
4: yeah, uh-huh.
1: I know he like, let me get the fuck up yeah. out of here. <laughs> The weed smoke, I can't take it. I want I bet you he 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 went in the back and I wonder, to he even take that suit off. He probably just said, <laughs> fuck it, let's get in the <laughs> car and <laughs> <you> go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a fantastic battle. Well, first of all, I want to start off the before the battle. And uh, you know, the banner they had. So it was it was Jim Jones and style P was going back and forth on for, uh would it have been Instagram? yeah they was going back and forth on instagram ladies and gentlemen that 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 started the magic that's how you start the magic the banner now think about pro wrestling pro wrestling isn't about men men in tights fake fighting it's the banner they have before they get into the ring you gotta sell it right that's how you sell it by the by the banner and so they going back and forth and you know people actually thought they was going to get on stage and start fighting and all that stuff well, let them think that, because that's what made them watch. That made them watch. And I guess you make money, I don't know, by views. I don't know how that works or whatever, but.
2: Well, it now, helped, it helped uh, the Lox's stock go up. So.
1: Oh, yeah, and it did also, tremendously.
2: They got, they got a tour afterwards, so all they did is just promote their tour.
1: Right. Now, let's get into this battle. What the fuck was Dipset thinking? Now well, you like need I, to start off with the DJ, though, because the DJs, the locks'
2: DJ was like, on point he knew what he was doing. Right. Like even when they were at the beginning. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then the other DJ came on. It was like, what is he playing?
1: What is he doing? You know? Right. Because it's songs that I can't I can just think off the top of my head that they should have played for mm-hmm. especially, especially for Cam going back to the dip set uh I have to think that those guys don't even talk to each other. They probably haven't even spoke to each other in years. They like, well, look, we can make some money doing this. We can just sh- show up at five o'clock or whatever the time they had to be there or whatever. Yeah, because those guys don't even talk to each other like that. You can tell. And it's um, uh, Tariq Nasheed did a did a uh, I don't know is it a podcast or whatever he do. I don't know what he calls it. And he talked about the chemistry. They had no chemistry whatsoever. Yep. Them, them guys. Now look at the difference between Locks, chemistry, and and Dipset. Now you could tell that the Locks roll with each other, but you could just tell. You you could just you could just see it amongst themselves that they all hang with each other and all that stuff. They hang with each other and they rehearse. And that's another thing about your young people. All when you show up to somewhere, always be prepared. Don't show up in, uh, and don't rehearse or none of that shit because us consumers, we can automatically tell. Or consumers or fans, I don't know what you want to call us. I, we can automatically tell. I can automatically tell that those dipset guys don't even talk to each other because they barely interact with each other on the stage. And what's up with Cameron? Cameron would disappear and come back, disappear and come back. And see the locks, they all was on stage together all throughout the whole show.
2: You want to be around them, dude. That's what it was. <laughs>
1: And uh, and uh, the Jim Jones with the chain, all that stuff. That that was stupid.
2: That was corny. And Freaky Ziki was getting on my nerves, man. Like, yeah, d- dancing like a clown. He's not. He's not split star. He <laughs> added nothing to that whole. He added nothing. He was just a distraction. Actually, I was mm-hmm. distracted by him most of the time.
1: And Juels, the way juel's style of dress was that a little outdated or a little. Okay, so it was outdated. I, I thought it was just a me. Little, like, I'm like he he dressing like it's like 08 or 708 or something. When was they on top? No, they weren't. Oh seven oh eight is is uh, uh earlier than that, right? Yeah, I don't know what he was doing. At <laughs> it
2: it like, he looked that? like somebody. Somebody said he he looked like he looked like uh, somebody dumped their laundry or something. Like they they <laughs> they dumped mm-hmm. a a mound of laundry on him, and he just like stood up and just went to the show from that.
1: And and they keep saying that he was taking his teeth out. Is that true? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't see nothing. Yeah, I didn't see anything like that. They were saying like something was going on with his teeth. Well, I didn't see anything about
2: his teeth. But you know, it would kind of make sense. I mean, if that is true, because at the beginning he really didn't do that much, mm-hmm. until like midway he started waking up and he started talking more.
1: Yeah, how about when he was, uh, uh, I guess he was bored or whatever, and he was acting like he was laying on the ground and all that shit. And he yeah. got animated, and they done already lost.
2: Yeah, it was too late.
1: Right. And like Jay said about the DJ, what the fuck are you singing? You pretty much just lip singing over your vocals. Come on, now.
2: That's the issue I got with these with the younger generations. I think I said that in, in the Biz Marquee joint, too. How?
1: Yes. Yeah, you yeah. said but he, go ahead, and say it again.
2: Like, well, Jada Kiss said it.
1: Exactly, and he, <laughs> he said it said, numerous he, times. And you would said, think they would have, they would have been like, "All right, well, look, let's change this shit." Nope, they just kept going.
2: Yeah, he was like, "Yo, I could have just listened to y'all in the in the in the car radio." Exactly. You know, I could just listen to you at home. Like, this is that's that's. I don't get why people pay all this money. Like they just had Lollapalooza, right? Mm-hmm. Why would you pay all this money to go see somebody go on stage? Yo, uh, was it Millie Vanilli? They came out at the wrong time, man.
1: Yeah, because uh, if they came out now, nobody would have cared. Nah. Uh, that that was they lip syncing, you know, or that's not really them. Nobody really even really even cared.
2: They just looked good. Yeah, they came they'd... out at the wrong time.
1: Mm-hmm. But damn, they didn't play uh, "Losing Weight." They didn't play "Let Me Know." No. Uh, come home with me. And, uh, oh, b- by the way, when people was asking, like, who would win, see, I picked Dipset, and everybody was like, well, why the hell would you pick Dipset? Because you think, when I think about Dipset, I'm not thinking about just Cam, Jules, and Jim Jones. And like you said, Jim Jones, he's like a, a you put an asterisk on Jim Jones, because he started, like, rapping late, late in Dipset's run.
2: Yeah, he never, and I, I told this to you, I never, like, considered him a real rapper-rapper type dude. Right, it's just like okay, this dude from the background, let him try it out. Oh, it it it,
1: it, it hit big, so like you just keep doing it. Right, I don't like, I don't know because like during the breakup and all that shit, that's when he really started going going hard with the rapping. Yeah, so that was like at the end of the day, they run pretty much.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: See, and when I think about Dipset, I'm thinking about Jr. Ryder, I'm thinking about Hell Rail, I'm thinking about Forty Kyle, I'm like. But then again, and then people saying, well, no, they shouldn't have been on stage. But Jim Jones played Purple City Bird Gang. They don't have nothing to do with Dipset. Exactly. And, I
2: mean, it would have made sense. I mean, who? What, Jay Hood, I guess?
1: Uh, Jay Hood is on D-Block.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm talking about the locks, though.
1: Like, I mean,
2: because people, see, that was brought up. And I heard people say, well, that would have been unfair because, you know, who would, they would have had extra. You know, that's it's three on three. It's already even, so
1: no, nah, they don't have nothing to do about what if it's a three on three. It's about the songs. And why not? Cause they said that Hell and J.R. Ryder was there.
2: Yeah, there's a picture of Hell actually in the audience. And uh, was French Montana there? I didn't I, I don't know, probably. It oh. would have made sense. It would have made sense if he was there.
1: Man, but, I, I mean like, had, I would have had Hell on stage doing something uh, uh what's the song? Um with uh, Young Drill. uh Goodness What's the name of that song I forget the name of the song But go ahead what was you about to say
2: I was going to say like uh, her, but uh, Was it Sheik
1: I think Sheik said That
2: they had plans to bring people out too Like they said something about They was going to bring out Mace 24 hours
1: to live Oh shit that would have been awesome That would have been awesome They did that shit Oh, yeah, I may, should, may should May should have did that too.
2: Yeah, uh, I forgot. They, they said they was gonna bring a few other people out too, but they was just like they just decided to just keep themselves up there.
1: Oh, uh, they could have brought Little Cam out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could have. Yep. They did
2: all about the Benjamins. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah, such a such a good band. Um, let me know. Did I mention? Let me know as a song. They, uh, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, you, you you know what it is, but with hell real. They could have done that. You know what it is.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: J.R. Ryder could have came and did a freestyle because I don't know really any J.R. Ryder songs. The only J.R. Ryder song I know that he was on is the uh, Push It. The 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 Push It where they use the yeah. Salt and Pepper beat. They could have they could use that. Man, it was a whole used, bunch of songs. What you say it again? I was gonna say
2: they could have used a lot of stuff. They just mm-hmm. they just weren't prepared and um. Yo, uh, Cool Kim from the UMC says something interesting about Jadakiss. So what and he was saying how you know, Jadakiss definitely deserves to be recognized as,
0: you know, um,
2: you know where he is. Yeah. But he yeah. was like, "How are you gonna like put him? Like, he did what he was supposed to do. If you think about it, like, if you're, if you're like, if you're really like that great, or just an MC, whatever." You're supposed to. You're supposed to command the, the audience, right? I mean, Ted. I'll, I'll put it. I'll just you know um, summarize what he said. But he's, he's like, you shouldn't get praised for doing your job. I mean, he did a great job, but you like you don't you don't go to your job and people say, oh my gosh, you know you you dump the trash out. That's the best dumping I've ever seen.
1: Well, I and, see I see his point, but. You know, the pretty is pretty much what you just said when we start talking about this. The the bar is way low now. It was the and bar is said, way low. So when you see had somebody way more
2: hits too, they, should, right. they had way more hits.
1: So when you see someone, uh, they could have did that. um uh, What's the song we talked about? The song before the the video where they getting off the slave ship, where they jumping off the slave ship, uh, they could have played okay. the, the Rough Riders where they. Uh, oh yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, well, they
1: used the APMD uh, headbanger. Yeah, beat. the Rough Riders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I
2: know what you're talking about. Yeah,
1: they could have. They could have used that. They could have played that song. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff they uh they didn't they didn't play. Whatever the case, I was my, gonna
2: say that
1: when
2: Kiss did that freestyle, that was already the nail in the
1: coffin. Oh hell, the nail in the coffin when they came on stage and sung "fuck you." and <laughs> 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 that was that was pretty much it right there. They was done. <laughs> and, and Dipset over ain't over. had nothing for that.
2: And then when he he took Dwell's uh a uh, rag and threw it on the ground off his head, he spiked right. it. Mhm.
1: Yeah, that was Yeah, that was such a good battle, but my thing is um they having this concert, right? The locks better finish it because if Dipset going to be the la- last people going to leave. <laughs>
2: yeah, they they hurt themselves doing that real bad.
1: Yes. And they better they better rehearse or some shit, uh, have a kumbaya talk to each other because these guys don't even talk to each other anymore. And I'm like, damn, and I'm just, I'm looking at this. I'm like, well, damn, maybe one of these uh, offshoots will come up on stage. And when everybody starting to come up on stage and everything, I'm thinking like maybe one of them offshoots is behind them. Maybe like Hellrell or, uh, or Jr. Ryder was behind them.
2: I, I got a question about Dipset. because pe- People are like, they, they're kind of dumbing down on Dipset a little bit too much. I mean, I know mm. that, you know, that they didn't do that great, but, um, you know, dude on YouTube with all the opinions, your boy. Yeah. They got to call him my boy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: nah, but he was saying something about, um, how like dips that were mainly for casuals or something. He calls them casuals. And I was curious about your opinion on
9: that. No. Me,
2: well, I'll I, let me put it, let me be more uh, specific though, cause I don't, I don't, I, I, Unless I'm getting it wrong, I don't think he specifically called them casuals, but he said, like, well, he was saying they were never really that hot. That's what his main thing was. He said they were never really that hot, and that um, hipsters and stuff jumped jumped on him and took him over when um, killer season came out.
1: No, that's not true. Um, the, dip yeah. set, the dip set was a—well, a, K- Cameron— if I'm so, ta- if I say the dips have I- I'm mentioning everyone. Now I'm yeah. pretty much just talking about uh Cam and Jewell's and the offshoots because, like we said, Jim Jones didn't really start rapping until when they put per- they run was pretty much over. When they started beefing and he act like he was going to be with hang around with 50 Cent and all that shit. Yeah. That's that's really when Jim Jones really started rapping. So he was pretty much done. So in their prom, he wasn't really rapping like that. He might like say a little stuff here and there, but he wasn't really. Ra- well, they mentioned that on the on the um on the on the verses. Jadakiss mentioned it when he did Purple City Bird game. He said, "Oh, that's when you start you started rapping." Mm-hmm. And Purple City Bird game was like, "Damn, when was that?" That mm-hmm. had to be like what 04? or o- o- oh five. Yeah, it had o- to be five-ish. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's when they started tapering off right it's so, the same thing I said no uh Cameron see the thing about Cameron Cameron is a rap rapidity guy mm-hmm. but he kind of because as you can tell tell you could tell from his first uh album to how he rapped now he rapping totally different because he was yep. he was trying to do that trying to how many words I can make put in a bar <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> he, he was one of those type of rappers he's a, a rap rapidity guy a guy can actually can rap mm-hmm. and uh one, of, do you know Gully TV? Yeah, Boy, yeah, 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 yeah. He he was talking about the. Uh, why did he do the computers putin'? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I like. Hey, look, y'all liked it then, and exactly. like, man, you know that people was making fun of you. You was doing that computers p- computing. <laughs> he liked it, yeah. Exactly. So no, Cameron wasn't nothing. D- oh, Dipset wasn't none for casuals. I was a I was a Dipset fan. That make immunity, to your first first album. Yeah. Exactly. That was hot. And and you know, and you know what since uh, I'm sorry to uh right, go uh, ahead. You know that uh Cameron could have played was um you know he's on that one for Petey. Did you hear his verse on that one for Petey Crack? No, nah, I ain't heard that one. Yeah, well he was supposed to be on the record, but he said Jay-Z uh, put a stop to it. Mm-hmm. But what happened well what happened was uh they did the song right. So Cameron took took the CD uh, the CD, like, oh yeah, let me get that. He took the C D and uh Jay-Z and them showed up. So he played it. So Petey per- Crack played it for Jay-Z. Jay-Z took the CD and, and broke it. <laughs> yeah. But says Cameron had the CD, I guess he gave it to one of these mixtape guys. And it's out on the mixtape. If you go on YouTube, you'll hear it. But what he could have did, he could have played that played that beat. Everybody would have been on the beat. Everybody would have been into it because of the beat. And then he could have just wrapped his part. Man, there's so much shit that Dipset could have done. Man, it's so yeah. much shit. And did you, did, did you hear the Chic interview on uh, Sway in the morning?
2: Yeah, I heard it. But what what part are you talking about?
1: About how uh, Puffy had told him to do the freestyles because your freestyles is just as good as your album. Yeah, he was right to do that. Exactly. And Dipset could have did the same Mm -hmm. thing. But you could have did it if you were prepared and not just show up.
2: I think one thing with them is that like they they saw it differently.
1: Because, you know, when you look at
2: the verses, most of the time it's like, oh, we're celebrating our careers. Side by
1: side or whatever, like that. But but see, they but they were cool with the banner. They, they were cool, cool with the banner going still, back and forth and shit. But still, it's still like
2: I mean, we because you've seen some 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 somewhat battles on there though, but they still haven't gone to that extreme, like how the lots did. You know True. True. I think I think with dips that they were just going for hits. That's it oh, we got bigger hits than well they I, I, that didn't work neither but you
1: know,
2: <laughs> yeah. i mean they i guess they were like yo we're just gonna do our hits whatever and we'll just leave it at that since they don't talk to each other much
1: right so uh thank you. were you about to say something else
2: nah, i was just gonna say i yeah i agree with the them not being quote-unquote casuals um, yeah, yeah they,
1: don't, th- they don't was they were
2: huge in the in the early uh late 90s early 2000s w-
1: Right, I don't know what, what your your boy was talking about. Uh, I gotta how call old, him my boy, man. <laughs> how old is he anyway? I don't know, because uh, maybe is one of those. Maybe Dipset is one of those. You just had to be there, but then again, he know about the locks, so he he's he was there. But I can't see how, because he, he was saying that uh, Dipset was was just for like white people that wanted to be down and all that stuff. That's not true.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think he I think what he he was saying like around the time when Jim Jones started getting hot. They latched on to him and like, but but this is separate. His opinion was they were never hot. He never really liked them. He thought they were whack. No.
1: You know,
2: like, nah, they I wasn't even I wasn't even that that huge of a fan. I mean, I had the you know, I heard the mixtapes and stuff, but I, you know, I I wasn't that that huge of a fan. And I, you know, that ain't true.
3: They were right. big,
2: they were they were damn near like it was damn near during that era, it was almost like they were like bootang or boot can click.
1: Yeah. You know, for that era. Uh, speaking of boot camp, they were doing this, uh, on people on Twitter was doing this, uh, man, how about a backpack of underground versus? And they mentioning like death jokes and all that stuff. I'm like, come on. How are you mentioning backpack and underground versus and not mention boot camp? That'd be the first, first group that would come to mind to me. Well, they, they, they're originally the backpack. Like they're the ones who had backpacks in
2: the videos before. See, this is what I don't like too, how people, um, put the backpack thing with the nerd category. Right. Like, yo, backpack meant that you had guns and, you know, weed and crack in it. Right. In your backpack. Or maybe you had uh um, uh, you know, some some cans and stuff in there, but nah mm. man, it wasn't no, oh yeah, this is just my rhymes in my backpack.
1: Yeah, back, this back. is my my notebook of rhymes yeah. and my nah, my, my, my my uh spray spray cans and magic markers and all that shit. Yeah people people get the Backpack well the whole
2: concept Of backpack is messed up anyway Like people don't know what they're talking about when they say Backpack nowadays anyway like people put Kendrick his backpack now Oh goodness yeah it don't make no sense
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well movie Review time so I finally Watched all the summer so Or whenever a re- revolution won't be televised. Mm-hmm. Good well the plot Ain't really much of a plot ladies and gentlemen it's a Documentary 1969, a Harlem Cultural Festival, which was held in Morris Park. Morris Park, right? Thing yeah. it was Morris Park in Harlem that lasted for six weeks. Forty hours of footage was recorded on videotape that was placed in the ba- basement where it sat for 50 years. Some of the artists performed on there were Stevie Wonder, Mahalia Jackson, Nina Simone, the Fifth, fifth Dimension, the Staple Singers. Glass Night in the Pips, Sly and the Family Stone. I gave it 10 out of 10. I love that documentary. The only negative I can put on it is it's no soundtrack. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's, the good, only yeah. dec- That's the only negative I could put. Oh, well, I loved it. And and uh, I loved Sly and the Family Stone. Sly and the Family Stone was mm-hmm. my number one. Stevie Wonder was my number two. Mm. Now, how'd you like it? Yeah,
2: I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I, it was it was one of them films where it was like I didn't want it to end. Like, exactly. I was
1: like, oh, who else came? You know what I mean? Like Right. And, of course, you know, my list was a, it was a more artists that that was on there, like the uh, the skateboarder, the skateboarder's father. I didn't know his father was a musician. Um, oh, the skateboarder was on there, too, and I can't remember his name. He has a, a – what, say, what, say it again? He
2: said skateboarder.
1: Yeah, he he he's like a skateboarder. Um, his father was the African uh, singer. Oh, when African,
0: uh,
1: what is his name? It's like Mikelia. I, I know his last name starts with an M. Well, that's where I know him from. He he does like skateboarding and all that stuff, and um, you know the X Games. Mm-hmm. He 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 does the hosting for the X Games. I didn't know his father was a musician. Mikelia, Mikelia. His last name was McKelly. But yeah, it's more it was more people that they show performing There's on. A lot there. Of it. yeah, that's I just mentioned the ones that Nina yeah. Simone was Nina Simone was also good too. But well everyone did well, but I like the uh sliding family stone. I like that the, that better than everyone. And they had the, some of the, the people that were still alive on there talking about, you know, what how what happened and what was like, they thinking the and all that stuff. Like I, like, I
2: liked like how the uh was that him he was talking no, no, it wasn't. He was talking about how, like, he had a crush on a woman from the Fifth Dimension.
1: No, that that was somebody in the audience that was, uh... Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, that's right, because he was a little kid. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah,
1: But, yeah, like...
2: And they interviewed them, and they were talking about, like, how they got up there and what it was like performing on stage, and... Yeah, that was was really good.
1: It was pretty well put together. Yeah, it's not really a plot, ladies and gentlemen, but, uh... It's something you should go out your way and see. Um, streaming on Hulu. Streaming on Hulu. I don't know if you can. if you don't have Hulu, can you still like buy the stream? Buy the buy the. Uh, yeah, I think you
2: can. I don't know how though. I got Hulu, so.
1: But you okay. can buy
2: it for sure. It, yeah.
1: Did you see the Wu Tang uh trailer came out yesterday?
2: I didn't see the trailer. I'm just kind of waiting for the um, for the show to just start. Is this like is just like what you said about Red Man? You're like, man, I already know about them. I don't
1: need to know. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's true because we already know the Wu Tang story. You you was there. You was there, so you already know the Wu Tang story. So, but I still like looking at the uh, the show is actually good though. I didn't look at the uh, the trailer either. It
2: came out. The show came out much better than I thought it would
1: because I really don't like I don't like
2: any rap movies or shows about rappers for some odd reason they never work you know uh-huh. it's never put together well enough they usually mm. the, the, the casting the casting is usually horrible the actors are usually bad the story usually sucks
1: <laughs> name a show that uh well you know what, what show was good that i thought was good that they gave up on it way too quick what was the name of the sh- the, uh, the show that was on was that vh1 or BET? No, it was it was VH1, the one where Method Man was the Dad. Nah, I haven't seen that. Method Man Was the Dad. What show was that? What was that? Oh my goodness. It was a uh it was a show about rap, like 90s, 90s rap. Mm-hmm. Let me see if I can find it. Hold on on IMDB. Method Man was like the boy's father. The the dude was like a producer. He, he was and he found the street dude that the street dude can like rap real well. Mm-hmm. And they was like trying to get him to rap, but he wanted to be in the streets. That's actually I don't know how can you how can you look at the shows now, but I, it's maybe on the stream, maybe it's on Netflix or something. Hold on, let me see if I can find it. The find breaks. It. the breaks, yeah. You did you see? No, that? I haven't seen it. No. I oh yeah, it's it's worth going out and uh. I don't know how you are gonna watch it, but it's <laughs> it's, it's worth. Old. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe on VH1, maybe they'll have it on their VH1.com. I don't know, but. That was a good show, and they gave up on it way too fast.
2: Well, I mean, I mean, like not not shows like that, but I mean, like just based like historical, you know, bi- biographical movies. Because uh-huh. honestly, I didn't like the NWA movie. Why? Wow. I I'm trying to think the when the, the I only saw it once, and I was like, no, nah, I don't like it.
1: Uh,
2: <laughs> I don't like. I didn't like. Well, it's hard to do movies on on on. on them too because it was so many people involved. Right. Um it went by too fast. I didn't so, like the acting. Well they you gotta get you gotta made, give
1: a you gotta give a pass on that one that it went too gave, fast because it's a movie. Like you said, they can't cover everything. They made Easy E look like a clown. That was my only gripe with the movie was uh they make it seem like when he when Dr. Dre and him, well, NWA broke up, he was like downtrodden and hurting him for money and all that stuff. But shit, he was still rolling because the money never stopped because he had his own shit and yes. Bone Thugs and, and they, Harmony came out. Yeah, Bone Thugs and Harmony.
2: DJ Quick was on uh well he he had a couple of groups out on his label
9: right. even
2: before Bone Thugs and Harmony. I mean, he was making money. They made it seem like he just
1: went broke just right after that happened exactly like he was all fucked up and, and can't do anything and i thought how about of, when how about when he looked like he was about to break down when he saw the chronic billboard <laughs> yeah i'm like I'm he had money <laughs> right uh,
2: uh all right the ice cube casting was cool but the Bob felicia joint was
3: corny
1: yeah, it was, that was yeah.
2: Like, uh go ahead uh I don't know. I forget the nuances and stuff in it, but just over it was just too many cringy moments in it for me where I was like, "Nah."
1: <laughs>
2: I know it's supposed to be a movie, but nah. But um, I mean, to counter that though. Yeah, the Wu Tang. I don't. I don't like. I don't like uh, Ghostface Killer. I don't like the actor who plays him. Though. Mm-hmm. But um, but overall, yeah, it's, it's pretty well put together. Like I'm definitely gonna watch season two.
1: Yeah. All right, the second movie I saw was No Sudden Move. Did you see that?
2: Nah, I ain't seen it.
1: What's what's that? It was based in 1950s Detroit with a gangster uh Kurt played by Don Cheeto. I don't remember his last name. So he was looking for money. I'm not going to get cuz it's kind of like uh it's kind of like one of them Usual Suspects type movie, like a, a thriller type of movie. I'm I'm am going to do my best not to give it all away. But uh so Kurt was needed some money to cuz he wanted to leave town and he got recruited the the uh he got recruited by Brendan Frazier. I don't remember Brendan Frazier's character's name and uh they recruited them to try to go and get some documents from a GM worker and one of the guys that was also was with him was uh uh Benicio del Toro he was um Ron I think his name was Ron and so they went and tried to uh try to Talk to this GM worker into getting some documents. Now the document was uh now this is the 1950s, and it came out that that uh pollution, like the cars was polluting the air. Now I'm getting them some real stuff now, and they had uh they had made Cadillac catalytic converters. So the documents were uh, specs for Cadillac catalytic converters, so the other car company can get it. And so now they're going back and forth about who has the documents and all this stuff. And I'm gonna stop right there because it's it's more to it than one. I don't want to give it away in, in case you you want to see it. But the acting was great. The acting was great in the movie. Belisario Del Toro, Don Cheadle, um, Bill Duke is in it. Um, uh, uh, there's a um, uh, what's uh, he has a small part in it. What's um. Matt Damon, Matt Damon. Matt Damon, yeah. Matt, Matt Damon has a little small part. Matt Damon has a, he's like in like two or three scenes. He has a real small part in the movie. I'm not going to tell you who he plays because it'll like give it away. Uh, Who else is in it? I told you Brennan Frazier was in yeah. it. Um, uh, Ray Lieto. Uh, I'm probably, he's in it. Uh, really good acting in it. It's worth going out and, and watching it. I'll give it on a scale of one to ten. I'll give it. I say seven and a half. I'll give it a seven and a half. Real good movie. Even I don't know. I don't know these uh, actors' names, but it's still (laughs) a good movie. Did you watch Married at First Sight yet? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I like. I uh, like She's cool. But but that but our sister there, boy, she's gonna be a handful. (laughs) You can you know, already see it
2: you know like every season they always got like a, like a like what was the villain I guess I'll call him the villain they right. always got a villain or somebody who acts out mm-hmm. and uh yeah, I'm waiting for that part why well, well, yeah. they gotta be black though <laughs>
1: you are, you I, you know how they how they show on the, uh, the upcoming episodes and how she was acting well yeah. I didn't even I didn't even have to see that because you could already tell when they were they were talking to each other that she's like gonna be a handful. and Bao, she's so cool i like her that's on her because she's so cool with the way she talks and all that stuff and some of the things she say and uh oh oh our brother our brother our cuban brother there uh he's in trouble too i forgot about them he's the dude who uh the fireman with the ball with the ball head yeah
2: yeah well you yeah you can see that coming a mile away
1: Mm mm-hmm yeah, I mean, she like she likes to be a kept woman and all this stuff. He, he okay. was like
2: too particular, what she wanted. Right. You know, see,
1: I, the I got the long just,
2: list. Right. Say it again. One of the people who got them long lists of what her ideal guy should be and shouldn't be. Right. That's I like. I
1: just don't want a man with ball a bald head. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, you know what's funny too? When when uh uh. I guess uh, I don't know what she does for a living, but I I, I assume she wanted a man with a high falutin' tootin job when 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 he said that he was a fireman. She gave a real weird, weird look like yeah. that's all you do. <laughs> oh, you you peeped that, too? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's the season right there. Right. She like she like, oh, but she's like still talking to him. But she gave she gave him like like for a split second. She gave him gave him like this weird look like that's all you do is a fireman. Yeah, he liked being a fireman. So what? Because, you know, we all supposed to have these. I I don't know what type of job she has, but I'm assuming she probably wanted a man that, that go to work in his suit and, suit and tie.
2: Men want a provider, all right? They want a provider who's financially stable.
1: Oh, okay, so you can't provide being a fireman? In her eyes, no. <laughs> <laughs> we saw it. <laughs> uh, yeah. You saw her reaction, man. You know what's
2: going to come in this season.
1: Exactly, she shot him. That look like, oh no! Uh, I <laughs> said, I oh shit! <laughs> yeah, exactly. I said, oh shit! <laughs> I said, oh shit! Like, ma'am, maybe firemen make make a good living, and he likes being a fireman and like that's, being around people and all that shit.
2: I mean, come on, that's a pretty noble job to have. Exactly, that's really what do it. It's not too many people who be willing to say, yo, I'm a fire, not not willing to say, but willing to
1: do it. Right. Well, sure, I love to go in a burning building and rescue hey, people. Uh, <laughs> I can look down at
2: somebody.
1: Yep. Oh, oh, no, you know, that's very common. That's very common. And, and if she shot up, man, look, I said, oh, shit. But that's the only three. That's the only three couples that I know. Uh, uh We got the lady that always talk about how she lost weight during the quarantine. Mm-hmm. Um. And that's it, right? It's only them, them four. We're not missing anything. It seems like it's missing. Supposed
2: to be somebody else, but I don't know who.
1: Uh, well, I forget. We got oh oh the lady that haven't had sex in two years because she always mentioning that also. <laughs> <laughs> I heard too. So you know,
2: the lady, they got patterns. They got a villain, and then they got somebody who hasn't had
1: sex or they're
2: they're celibate for some odd reason or something.
1: Right. And she keeps mentioning it over like I kissed this is the first time I kissed someone in two years. She she keeps mentioning it over and over again. The same thing like the lady that lost weight during the quarantine. Oh, she man. always mentioned how she lost weight during the quarantine. Yeah, I lost 30 pounds during a quarantine. Good for you. But can you keep that weight off? That's the problem. He didn't make money off of it too. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, all right, y'all. We we went a little long today. Uh it's definitely over an hour. Uh we went like a what almost an hour and 30 minutes coming up here. So, you know, you can reach the judgmentals on Facebook and Twitter at PNL Judgmentals. Instagram at the two underscores judgmentals, and I always forget our TikTok. That's also PNL Judgmentals. You can email us at PNL at gmail.com. Well, I appreciate you join filling in for us, Jay. Rob, uh, you wanna add something before you go Wish all your informa- your social information? Uh, you
2: don't need to know that. <laughs> I just know that I just stood in for Phil.
1: I guess mm-hmm. we'll be back
0: soon,
1: so. Yeah, he'll be back. Alright, y'all, we'll see you. This money, mess
0: you gotta do you know what I'm saying I can tell you're mad at me just by how your face look you can check the status on my level, not my facebook comments on my photos that's why I stay on the low low most of y'all is associate so I'll be on my dolo hold up walk that whoa hold the phone you think all I do is rap I can do it on my own that's why I produce the track do not wonder where my crew is at they'll be back Niggas see me walking on the block and look like who is that who is that people always want to know where my friends is that like we attach?